I am Arthur Frayne, and I am Zardoz. I present now my story, full of mystery and intrigue, rich in irony and most satirical. Be warned that I am invented too for your entertainment and amusement, and you, poor creatures, who conjured you out of the clay, is God and show business too. Seven for such a special, exciting episode that we know you've all been waiting to hear for years upon years upon years. Many of you, since 1973, I can't wait for somebody to dissect Zardoz piece by piece, penis by penis, nipple by nipple, and gun by gun, and just break down all the hilarity, all the nonsense, and all the, the brilliance and, and mirror reflections that were Zardoz. Uh, we are doing, I don't know if this is going to be a bonus episode, whatever it is. Uh, you're listening to it, so it's out there, and this movie is out there. But uh, we're covering a film from each of the Bond actors, just a little mini-series thing we're doing here. And there was nothing else that we could do than Zardoz for Sean Connery. <laughs> this is one I've been waiting for for a long time. My name is Colin, and... The Connery is good. The movie is evil. And my name is Ben, and my penis is evil, and if you touch teach it, I will give you my seed. (laughs) Please, nobody take him up on that offer. (laughs) Nobody. What the hell is this, Colin? What what have you (laughs) done? What 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 have you done? What have we watched? First, first I just want to say we <laughs> we basically got on the line. I don't think said hello or anything, and just both both were laughing for probably thirty seconds to a minute straight without any words, without saying anything. I I um, I, I think we should just do that for like an hour. Um, I yeah. I don't I think. Like, this has got to be the one time I can utter this sentence and get a positive answer. You'd rather watch Die Another Day than this, wouldn't you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Finally. There we go. And in celebration, let's play this. Oh, thank oh. the Lord. Thank, sorry. Thank the Zardoz. <laughs> yeah, thank the Zardoz. Uh, wow. Okay, so... Let's set this up a little bit. Um... (laughs) (laughs) What are we setting up? Sean Connery wears a red nappy. There's boobs. (laughs) Penises are evil. 
literally a scene where Sean Connery is forced to watch porn to get an erection. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I sat through the Star Wars holiday special with you, Colin Hilding. I, I watched <laughs> Chewbacca's dad watch virtual reality porn and thought that would be the weirdest thing I would ever watch. I, I don't know. I don't know what this was. <laughs> I'm going to give a bit of a background here on this movie that, believe it or not, I had never seen all the way through. Um, All the way back when I was a teenager, there was this big two-hour-long special on A&E that was like the history of science fiction films. And I liked sci-fi, but, you know, I hadn't been exposed to much other than just Star Wars and, you know, Jurassic Park and Alien maybe even at that point. But uh, it, it... basically was hosted by Mark Hamill and they went from like the very first silent science fiction films all the way up to whenever this came out present day, which I think the last movie they covered in there was like independence day or something. So it it might've been a special from like the mid nineties, you know, but it's been, it's still on TV. Every once in a while, you'll see it on TV. I actually found a copy years ago and I still got on my computer. Uh, But when they were in the seventies, I I was just, my mind was blown watching all these clips from 70s sci-fi. I'm like, (laughs) Man, like, were people all on acid during yes. the 70s? Which we know the answer to that is yes. <laughs> yes. And this one caught my eye that was Zardoz. Now, I don't even think I was into the Bond movies at this point, but I knew who Sean Connery was. And uh, uh, <laughs> it's showing clips that looked intriguing to me. It was showing, you know, a giant head floating. It was showing a lot of guns being poured out of a mouth. It showed a lot of people riding on horseback, shooting things. And I'm like, oh, this looks like a cool movie. But it wasn't like it was a movie that you would ever see on TV. And it probably wasn't until, I mean, it's got to be over five years ago. But but recently, within my adult life, uh, this was on Turner Classic Movies. And I'm like, oh, I got to check this movie out now. Because I had heard at this point, you know, how bizarre this movie was. And I got maybe 15 minutes into this movie and thought this is the single weirdest thing I've ever seen and then just started fast forwarding through to see how much more bizarre could possibly get. No context of what the story was. So this is the first time I sat down to watch this movie and oh boy, (laughs) let's just say, oh boy, um, nipples, penises, guns, S&M outfits, (laughs) it is out there. I remember you bringing this up at some point at, at some point i i can't even remember when and you try to explain this movie to to noah and i and i'm really sad that noah i, I say this all the time because let's be honest i like noah i don't think you do but i do um and i wish noah had been on this episode because yeah but i remember you mentioning this and you showed us a picture of sean connery in his nappy and it was like oh, okay cool and it's like if people listen to the oz network uh download now we just did bad movie month and we literally say like we want to go into every movie and not just automatically hate on it we want to give it a chance and i remember you telling me that this is weird and even in the lead up to watching this you're like oh yeah yeah don't take notes there's no point and all these yeah. things and again i just i want to like I, it's not that i don't believe you i respect your opinions remember that but I just, I want to give it, like, okay, sure. You know, because again, I like Dino of the Day. So, you know, <laughs> who knows what I'm going to like. But, but I don't, I don't even know what I watched. Like, I, I did economics at university, right? After a day, I couldn't understand it. So I, I quit that class, right? 
I probably understood that one day of economics that I didn't <laughs> understand more than this movie because I I don't know what we watch, Colin. What are we doing here? Like this is this is what is Sean thinking? Like Diamonds Are Forever is a genius yeah. move. <laughs> never say never again. A genius decision. What is this movie? This was a movie made out of a man who was in pure desperation mode in his career, I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, or he's just into this kind of thing. Well, you know, he's like, I get to touch boobies. <laughs> I mean, I get and to get an erection. I get to wear a wedding dress. I'm wearing dress. a bloody... I'm in. <laughs> wearing a bloody diaper, I'm in. <laughs> A giant head that floats and shoots guns that says penises are evil? Where do I shine? Make the ponytail longer, I say. Make me pull the horse and cart faster. Nay! (laughs) What would be really great is if I wear a wedding dress (laughs) at some point. (laughs) There, we just recapped the whole movie. Oh, wow. That was quickest time ever. Let's get into Hall of Fame. Um, wow. Okay. So uh, I do have a better understanding of what this story is. I, I think that you There's do. A story? There is, which <laughs> I was very thankful as I was watching this. Cause I, I said 15 minutes, you know, I, I could probably identify maybe the first 25 minutes is, is what I remembered seeing all of. And then there were other sequences. I remember fast forwarding through it, like a lot of being trapped inside bubbles and <laughs> condom <laughs> churches. Yeah, it's just, just little things that popped out here and there. I'm like, oh, yeah, I definitely remember seeing this part before. But uh, at least having the understanding of having sat through the first 20, 25 minutes before and getting the idea about these exterminators and whatever these immortals are, you know, it, it helps with the movie. And then you just sort of got to, what did he just say? What was that? And then a little help from Wikipedia. I think I figured out the story, but we'll find out. Um Anything else you want to jump I, into? I, I'm just, I'm, I'm still in shock. I, I was planning on reading the Wikipedia uh, <laughs> summary after I watched this movie, but then I decided I will never, ever have to think about this movie again after I recap it with Colin tomorrow. Um, I, I just going to say this now. I think that the plot involves Sean Connery in a head that floats around. <laughs> he accidentally kills a guy he's not meant to. He ends up in a world where people, instead of going to jail, get aged a lot if they go to people. <laughs> These people don't die but want to die. They hold Sean Connery captive and, oh, no, I've gone cross-eyed. I don't know what's next. Um... <laughs> you got the majority of it. Um... <laughs> Something about the Wizard of Oz. He learnt to read. A uh, uh, guy's got a blue yeah. towel on his head. Um, penises are evil. Uh, <laughs> yep. Oh, boy. Who is John uh, Borman? Who is this guy? John Borman. Okay, I was going to say, John Borman made a very financially successful movie and Academy Award-nominated movie called Deliverance, which uh, I'm sure you've at least heard of the movie. I've heard of it, but I don't ever want to see it now. It, no, it, trust me, it, Deliverance polar opposite of this movie actually a really entertaining movie and it's most well known there there's a line you probably heard before like i'm gonna make you squeal like a pig yes which this movie there's exactly that's a lot of what goes on in this movie oh (laughs) (laughs) 
Fran Drescher's in this, did yeah. I tell you? God, but, this uh, is now Fran Drescher month. Two out of the six movies. <laughs> Can't wait for her to appear but, in, uh, uh, in, in that other one we're doing. Yes. <laughs> one of the other. The Man from Hong Kong. Thank she you. Was in that, right? That's what I was. Yeah. She plays Uluru. I'm his rock. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, so John Borman made Deliverance. One of the most successful movies that year, nominated for a ton of Academy Awards. This is the movie that really launched Burt Reynolds, John Voight, Ned Beatty. Uh, so, huge movie. And even though the movie's well, most well-known for a bunch of, uh, what would be the politically correct term to call them? Uh, inbred hicks? Uh, <laughs> people living in the woods, back mountain folk. Saskatchewan people. Saskatchewan, yeah. Wyomingites. Uh, Wyomingites. So... There we go. <laughs> Hello to our Wyoming listeners. Essentially. Different podcast. There's there's one scene where they rape one of the cast members. Uh, and other than that, it's just a movie about a bunch of guys on a rafting trip who kind of get stalked and abused and you know lost in the wilderness. It's actually a really entertaining movie. The movie's successful enough that, that there's kind of conflicting stories you'll find online. Some say that John Borman was just given complete creative control because he was a big deal. But other stories say that every studio turned him down. And it literally just came down to one studio who said, I don't get this movie at all. But you know what? You're John Borman. Let's give you whatever you want to do. And John Borman wants <laughs> to make Zardoz. Now, since this, most of his movies, not that well known. Although uh, I didn't even remember he directed this. But one of the movies we talked about doing for Pierce Brosnan was a John Borman movie, which is The Taylor of Panama, which is a fantastic movie. So his career came back around again eventually, but Zardoz probably sidetracked him a little bit. And Sean Connery, I guess the story is he was having trouble, you know, after uh, Diamonds Are Forever came out getting Bond. There's this famous story about Di- Diamonds Are Forever that they not only paid him like the, the highest sum ever paid to an actor to come back for Bond, but they gave him two movies. Like the studio would say, we're going to greenlight two movies no matter what it is for you. But only one of those movies ever ends up getting made. So Connery's struggling to even have his contract fulfilled for Diamonds Are Forever. He agrees to do this. As Sean Connery, sh- Connery, as Sean Connery said, he thought that this movie was poetry. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> Sorry. What? <laughs> I think he was just a big perv and really wanted to get in on this. I, but, I think uh, Sean Connery was on some of that Guy Hamilton acid trip thing that yeah. was going on a couple of years. Like, he's, you know, giving him, like, what? What? Poetry? What? I know I can't read, but is this what poetry is? <laughs> the gun is good, the penis is evil. That's, that's poetry right there, right? Right. What? I mean, the only good thing about right. this movie is the amount of boobs in it. And even then, they're not <laughs> that great. I mean, they're okay. But what? Yeah, it's 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 bizarre. But let's uh, jump into the movie here. <laughs> Try to stay with it. I'm just gonna say, I actually debated because I hadn't. I was so intrigued to ever cover this movie and even to watch it. I had listened to podcasts on the movie Zardoz before. Maybe that's another thing that kind of helped me to understand the story because I, I found several podcasts that covered Zardoz, and it's always sort of the same reaction. Like, what was this movie? Um, but I don't think you need to see this movie. If, no, if you have not seen Zardoz, don't. feel free to listen to us. You're, you're either going to walk away saying that was the greatest podcast I've ever heard, <laughs> but I never want to see the movie. Or you're going to walk away saying this podcast has to be really interested in seeing this movie. Cause I'm just going to say, I tried to describe what was going on in this movie to Jamie. And she says, I really want to watch that movie. <laughs> I'm like, trust me, you probably don't, but okay. Sean Connery's watching, shirtless watching. for the whole movie. She's going to want to watch it. 
yeah, there, there's there's so much hair on that man too. Yeah, uh, this is the most hair he'll ever have. Is that is that ponytail real or was that done? I guarantee it's fake. Oh, that makes me disappointed. Can I just say, Sean Connery's aged about 30 years in the three years. I know he wasn't exactly young in Diamonds Are Forever, but I mean, this is what, two, three years afterwards. He's aged a lot. He's he's almost into Sexiest Man Alive, grey-haired Sean Connery from about, what, 10, 15 years later after this movie. So... You know, you can see that this movie aged him. That that scene at the end when he turns into a skeleton, that wasn't special effects. That was legitimately real. That yeah, they just set up a camera, ran it real time, and that was Sean Connery. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we wouldn't see him again till the Untouchables. Uh, but let's try to break down this movie here. So it starts with a disembodied floating head of a man with a blue towel wrapped around his head. Yep. And a mustache and goatee that are clearly drawn on with pen. <laughs> not even a black pen, but a blue pen. Why? Kill Phil's this special effects had... are better than this. <laughs> There's a huge budget in this movie. Like, could you not have gotten him a fake mustache? They draw it on with blue pen. Maybe it wasn't noticeable until you put it in high def, but it is now. Yep. Um, so he says it's the year 2293, and he is Zardoz. Uh, and he longs to die. So that's pretty much setting up what the whole point of this movie, I guess, is, which is to kill people. Death is good. Suicide's good. Murder's good. That's essentially what it is. I don't know. Um, it's the and... ring. You watch this movie, you will die. Like it's basically that's what die. it is. Yeah. yeah. If if we're not here by the end of this podcast, do not watch Zardoz. This is your warning. Your last warning. Yep. There is then another disembodied head. This time, a stone statue head of the fictional god Zardoz that is floating through the air and eventually sets down in the middle of a field. <laughs> this this <laughs> floating statue <laughs> head... floating is hilarious. <laughs> this floating statue head then speaks to all these men in masks who are cheering and worshipping this god on horseback and says, the gun is good, the penis is evil. <laughs> And then the statue head vomits out about 400 guns onto the ground, which they all pick up. Um, Sean Connery is running around, as all these people are, just shooting people. Uh, they're all dressed in their red S&M outfits. Uh, <laughs> Sean Connery turns and shoots the camera. Would have been great for the movie to end there. Uh, after this, he goes. we see him inside of the head so there's a missing section which is going to be filled in later he emerges out of the sand or the millet or whatever that is some type of grain that's inside this head is it wheat uh, there's is this a bu- this whole obsession with growing wheat yeah exactly this, this that that has you actually figured out part of the plot that i did oh, good job look at that the one part when they're all like we stopped killing people and grew wheat not wheat no not wheat <laughs> what and, and- a, a, a very common thing will show up in this movie is people wrapped in bubbles. Yeah. Uh, so there are a bunch of people <laughs> and naked in this people. that are still naked people inside bubble wrap. Uh, Sean Connery is looking around inside the head. He finds Mr. Penstash. He shoots him. Penstash, a.k.a. Zardoz or fake Zardoz or man behind Zardoz or wizard of Zardoz. <laughs> uh, he falls out of the mouth as it flies through the air and just levitates in the air, slowly dying. The head lands inside of Utopia. 
There's a whole bunch of bubble balls there. There's so much transparent bubble balls in this movie. There are bubble-wrapped trees. What is John Borman's obsession with bubbles? Um, he finds an evolutionary chart on the wall, which ends in a skeleton. He finds a jack-in-the-box, and there's a hilarious <laughs> moment of Sean Connery actually getting startled by the jack of a wall. Scared of a daylight shot of me. <laughs> See, there's, we found an appropriate use of that, that line. There we go. It, it was originally in Zardoz, yeah. and then they cut it and recycle it later on. I'm like, wait, we can uh, call a Bond movie that. Great work, Sean. Yeah. It's either the living daylights or the penis is evil. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Timothy Dalton. <laughs> Timothy Dalton is 007, or 007, <laughs> in The Penis is Evil. Ben Waterworth is Ben Waterworth in The Penis is Evil. We, we, we thought that the penis was evil, old buddy. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Must have scared the evil penis out of her. <laughs> Ta-da! My penis is evil! Ta-da! Imagine how much better Timothy Dalton's run would have been. <laughs> a little bit of Zardoz injected into it. <laughs> Remake so, of Zardoz with Timothy Dalton in a... How old is Timothy Dalton? He's, in, he's old now. He'd look good in a red bikini. A bikini. A red... <laughs> well, bugger it. Make it a bikini. Why not? Whatever it is Connery's wearing in this movie. Yes. Connery also finds some type of hologram device which projects a recipe on the wall. Because <laughs> this whole movie is about death, farming, and making bread. <laughs> um, There's a weird psychic gaze from a woman. There's a flower. Um, He asks, what is this? She says, it's a flower. He says, what's it for? She's nude. She's riding on a sexy horse. <laughs> no, no, that's not a sexy Her... horse. I'm sorry. <laughs> she gives some hilarious psychic gaze, which is basically her eyes getting wide and, and looking really intense and Sean Connery convulsing almost <laughs> as she giving him some type of weird psychic headache. Um, Sean Connery collapses. He has a psychic flashback where he tells the story of his name is Zed Zardoz is their god. They are all exterminators. Their job is to kill people because the gun is good and death is good. They take women in his name. The penis is evil, but they're apparently allowed to rape people. So their penis is good, I guess. (laughs) Um, And then there are some images that can't be shown without consent of the person that he killed because they're trying to find out how did you get here. They can't show the image because... Zardoz Penstash didn't give consent. <laughs> uh, he becomes their pet. We find Sean Connery sleeping in a cage. Uh, he ends up cleaning out their painting shed. Uh, let's stop there before it gets into the plot, I guess. Again, you're you're. There's a plot to this movie. I mean, <laughs> you, you, can we just recap things that you've said? There's a floating head, like the and it's and it's like this giant concrete like garden gnome thing with its mouth open flying through the sky and then you've got people in weird masks and body paint mud agreeing that the penis is evil and just guns flying everywhere this whole opening credits of this head floating around goes for like 20 minutes and then I like I I don't even know what to say like I'm gasping I I'm so lost for words. Like, John Borman's <laughs> thing here 
with like the editing of, I realize he's probably not the editor, but like you've got Sean Connery on a horse shooting the camera and the next minute he's coming out of wheat. And then when he's trying to hide, like I don't get the editing where one minute he's somewhere and the next minute he's like three meters away behind a wall. Like I don't, I don't understand like what, what is going on. Um, yes. Condom people. Um, I'm seeing boobs, which is a, is a positive. Um, you know, there's, there's one positive to that. Um, Sean Connery doesn't speak for like the first 20 minutes of this movie, does he? I, I, for some reason, I thought he was going to be a mute this whole movie. Um, yeah, maybe that would have been better. Um, are they skulls that are sitting around in this head as well? Like, I don't understand it. And can, what, 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 what is Zardoz? Like, it's this head. He's the fake god. So it's, and it's, and I just got it. It's meant to be Wizard of Oz. It's like a. Uh, you didn't get that earlier in the movie, or later I, I, in the movie, when they actually cover the book and only reveal the letters Z A R D, cover I, the of and O Z. I'm gonna be honest. There was probably at least two thirds of this movie that I was looking at my phone. Blacked uh, <laughs> <laughs> out and didn't realize it. <laughs> Remember when we did Casino Royale 1967 and I missed the alien spaceship? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like I I remembered that uh more than. Yeah, no, but, like, the thing is, I didn't really miss anything, because every time I looked up, they were just yelling at each other, going, and there was a mirror or something like that. Um, The scene when he's, like, in the house, and, like, the jack-in-the-box, holy shit, like, that's just hilarious. And then I love it when he's, like, doing these hologram things. There's a head that came out of the (laughs) These hologram things, and it's like, he's like, meat, and he, like, tries to grab the meat. And he's got this ring thing that's, like, explaining bits. He picks up this mirror that, like, keeps flipping things. Um, yep. Well, that's all the stuff I missed. My apologies. Oh, I mean, it really doesn't matter. Uh, like, it's... I don't think there's somebody listening. Like, I don't think Bryn Groves is listening. I'm like, oh, man, you didn't cover the mirror bit. Like... We haven't done a recap on 007 since Spectre, and that was, what, 2016? We didn't think we would be doing a, a recap recap until we did Bond 25, No Time to Die. We're stalling people, as one of our famous a- episodes was called. Like, I realise we did freaking James Bond Jr., but, I mean, you know, this is different. So we're... It's very different. Yeah, like, we've, we're used to doing recaps on, on the Oz Network, but this is where we started recaps, people, like the good old days. But, like, this woman on a horse, she's topless and she's not. Um, There's, like, a people in trees that are, like, being statues. Did you... What the hell's that thing? Um, And then this whole flashback sequence of, like, people running down the beach getting shot. Now... Again, this movie is just whack job, but can we talk about the acting of these people getting shot? There are literally people falling to the ground dead before the gun gets fired at them. Yeah, yeah. Four people well, standing in mention, a row get fallen down with one shot from a pistol. Yeah, like, nobody here... There's no double tapping in Zardai's line, you know? It's, it's just... I shot him. His finger is blown off. He must be dead. I, again, kill Phil. Better acting. Um, Just, just saying <laughs> Maybe. it. Um, one positive I will say for this movie. Now, I know we've talked a lot in our older episodes about how I struggle to find 
people, I'm not going to say women, I'm just going to say people, uh, in older movies attractive because I think that, you know, they look different. You know what I mean? Like, with a few exceptions and that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a style you associate yeah. with, like, your mom or your grandma. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But people in this movie, Charlotte Rampling, she's she's beautiful in this movie. I just want to point that out. I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> I, you know what's funny? Because... Again, I've listened to other pod- – it feels like every time I listen to a podcast or read a review, people are commenting on how incredible looking she is in this movie. She really did nothing for me. Like I, I was expecting more just from how much people actually talk about you know, her in this movie. You're into Sean Connery. That's what you are into. Absolutely. <laughs> but no, I mean we talked about in our last episode in the Thunderball commentary about Sean Connery probably maybe the best he's ever looked uh, in, in a Bond movie at least. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's Grandpa Connery here. But, um, (laughs) yeah, this, and this flashback, like this woman who's in a net, who somehow can't get up, she's in a net, like, like, death by canoe in Honor Majesty's Secret Service was more realistic than this woman who could have easily just gotten up and walked away. There's, like, rape going on, um... A lot of it. Then they get this flashback of the guy falling out of the thing, but they can't see the... So, so okay, these people can't die, right? But mm. they can die. They just get reborn in a bubble. So... They... I think the idea is they can't age. So they will never age. Like, the, their, their body will never shut down due to just age. But if you were to shoot one in the face, they're dead. But, yeah, they will eventually be reborn out of a bubble <laughs> yes it's yeah okay cool it's uh, yep um <laughs> <laughs> um so so they kill these exterminators just kill people because penises are bad right okay uh-huh um okay so <laughs> where is connery now is this in an alternate dimension or is this it's... in a different world well, it's within the world, but I think they have locked themselves away because later we're going to see him trying to escape here and there's an invisible force field. But I just think that nobody's able to enter into this unless you're in the Zardoz head or the other people just never leave. So it's all within the same world. It's just sort of a hidden. It's like uh, it's like Wonder Woman's uh, city, you know, it's, it's hidden. You know what? Now that you mention it, this has so many parallels to Wonder Woman. Thank you. It's click. <laughs> there it is. Sean Connery, Gal Gadot, oh, like just mirror image. There it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know, thought about it. There you go. He's standing around a room with people watching him. Um, fuck, what, what is this? Uh, <laughs> I'm literally watching this right now, and there's like women coming up to him and rubbing his chest and pulling his ponytail. Um, just keep going on. I, I don't. I don't. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. All right. Well, it's going to get more complicated because <laughs> as Connery's doing his chores, because now he's just their slave, um, he is lowered into a, a giant mirror pyramid, or I guess he he stumbles into it. <laughs> so, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, when they're in there, they, they start explaining their civilization a lot, which is that they, they don't have police here. There's no need for police uh, they will just make you old, but you won't be allowed to die. How that matters, I don't understand. They're like, you did wrong. You will be aged five years. And it's like, you will be aged 40 years. 
So all that happens is you look gray and you walk with a cane. You're no different. Apparently, they just make them live in a different colony so the old people can't live with the middle-aged people or whatever. It's coronavirus. Uh, They're just putting all the old people away so they don't get sick. Like, this is all this is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is a senior's home. Uh, and when they start licking Connery later on, it's going to be even more concerning. <laughs> social but, distancing, um, people. Social distance. Come on. Uh it gets weirder here, okay? So there is one guy, one <laughs> main guy. In, it, yes, much weirder. How can it get weirder? We've just talked about a floating head and penises <laughs> are evil and freaking rape net steens. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> let's let's go with this. Let's see how much of this you caught. The guy here who obviously has some interest in Connery, some of it physical, let's just say that. Uh, he's definitely groping Connery as well. Uh, he takes him to this place where they make bread a bread factory let's just say and you realize the the immortal people there don't really speak they're all in some type of daze or hypnotized or what was it they called the apathetics is what they call them yeah so these people just don't care you do whatever you want with them they're voting on sentencing for somebody else so guy here immortal guy basically picks up skype <laughs> and sits in on a jury and they all decide they he wants to acquit him. Everybody else decides that they're going to sentence him to five years extra added to his appearance. And Connery's taking an interest in this woman who's just in a daze. They're they're all just completely catatonic essentially. And Connery just decides to reach up her shirt and grab her boob. <laughs> so that the wasn't guy acting. says, "Go ahead." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this was an outtake. Uh, the guy here, a mortal guy, says. Go ahead, take her. So Connery does. He lays her down, starts to rape her, and then realizes it's no fun because she's not responding. <laughs> so then he explains, these are our apathetics. Uh, what the point of them is, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> they then take him into a room to study him more because he's so interesting. Here's a mortal man <laughs> who can die. Can we learn from him? What do we really want to learn? We want to learn how to make this cut to a hand-drawn sagging penis turn into this <laughs> cut to an erect penis now all the hologram technology they have and there's essentially a kindergarten drawing of a sagging and erect penis how do we turn this into this let's try something here a science experiment oh. whole room is filled with all the scientists observing him <laughs> they cut to a video of a woman lathering her boobs <laughs> with soapy water. Colin, I'm so, so glad react- you've finally been able to watch some porn in your life. There you go. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Uh, no reaction from Connery. <laughs> Cut to a shot of two women mud wrestling. <laughs> no reaction from Connery. This movie is playing it so straight it's not even funny, people. This sounds like it is a hilarious comedy. This is the most pretentious artsy serious <laughs> representation of studying how a man gets an erection you will ever see it is so cold it's so sterile it's not even funny you think it would be but it's not remember that scene in forest gump getting no reaction from the yeah yeah exactly the forest gump scene that we never understood until we're older like makes more sense <laughs> i'm so glad i watched this as a grown man yes <laughs> but because What's really weird is all the subtlety that they show in this movie. And when I say that, I mean sarcastically. Lack of subtlety of Sean Connery groping boobs and penises on the wall, hand-drawn, and women mud wrestling and all this. 
and Sean Connery getting groped all over the place. And the most subtle moment in this movie is that Sean Connery looks at a woman doing absolutely nothing, and they all gasp, <gasps> implying he got an erection. Now, oh, I thought he got an erection over the squiggly lines. <laughs> well, maybe it was the squiggly lines on the Who knows? But of all the things that John Borman's like, you know what? If we actually showed Connery pitching a tent, that would be going too far. <laughs> like, nothing else in this movie is going too far. You don't want to show Connery with an erection suddenly? I don't understand the subtlety here. Mm. What? <laughs> Sorry. What? I just, I just, yep. This is a scene that we're covering. We've covered a lot of scenes yeah. in our <laughs> podcasting careers together, Colin. We've we've covered some movies, but Sean Connery being forced to watch porn to get an erection <laughs> in front of this—it's not a sentence I ever thought I would be saying or talking about. And yep, here we are. Uh, if you really want to see some hilariously acid trippy visuals, go to the next scene when Connery is basically serving them dinner. And they're all divided on, we don't like this guy. We want to get rid of him. No, I want him to stay. And then the guy, who clearly has some invested interest in Connery, which we'll find out later what it is, uh, is sentenced because he's manipulating him in some way. So they all basically stand up, thrust their arms out forward, wag their fingers <laughs> constantly with the same crazy wide-eyed expression on their face. Going, ooh, ooh. This goes on for 76 minutes of this movie, I believe. And he starts going, no, (laughs) he's collapsing in agony as they age him. Yep. What happens after this? You're asking me? (laughs) I I literally have no clue. I looked away for 30 seconds, and the next thing I knew, Sean Connery was running into an invisible wall, face planting into it. Then he was at some type of seniors dance because I guess when the people are aged, they all go to a colony where they just participate in seniors dancing and they all have canes. The guy who was just sentenced has half of his face young and the other half old. Two-Face. He calls – Two-Face, yeah. Um, he says that we can't die. Look at this guy. He could die. He calls everybody else old farts. <laughs> They all try to grope him. They say we want to die. What's the trick? How do I die? There's another psychic flashback. There's a floating book in a library that Connery eventually found once upon a time. It's the Wizard of Oz. He basically has some type of terrible memory where he realizes they made us farmers, not hunters. (laughs) And this is the big twist. They're supposed to be hunters, but Zardoz turned them into farmers. So he could make wheat, so they could make bread that is green. I don't know why. (laughs) The psychic woman who has now put Connery into this psychic trance is basically psychic raping him. And they have a very slow-moving fight scene under a bedsheet. Which then turns into Sean Connery being blind temporarily, I think. (laughs) And stumbling around underneath hanging yarn. Take it, Ben. <laughs> Try. Attempt. I legitimately think we could have just come into this episode and not watched the movie, right? We could have just gone, and Sean Connery <laughs> walks in a field of 
glass and then a flying cup comes along and speaks Hebrew to him about the evils of water bottles before he turns into Winnie the Pooh, who then floats up into space, meets Marvin the Martian, and they all sing the German national anthem. And people would believe us. Like, like <laughs> it's just legit. They could have watched this movie. John Borman directed this movie. He probably is listening to this podcast. If we had said that, he would have been like, they just nailed it. Like, yeah. man, those guys get this movie. I, I pictured John Borman, like, stoned off his tits, like, with this script, <laughs> going in and going, like, hey, man, can you, like, greenlight this movie? And then, like, stoned off their tits movie executive is like, yeah, man, like, cool, go for it. And then, like, this entire movie, he's just gone, okay, so there's a floating head, and, like, Connery needs to get a boner, so... Um, rub your boobs. More bubbles. Yes, lots more bubbles, people. <laughs> more, more nipples. More bubbles. Uh, <laughs> more bubbles. <laughs> and like again, like Matthew Perry famously, because it's a James Bond podcast, we want to talk about the nearly Bond Matthew Perry. <laughs> he famously said in an interview when he was going through all his drug problems during the filming of Friends, he basically doesn't remember seasons three to six of Friends. He's like, I can watch it, and I couldn't tell you that what happened because I was so stoned off my tits all those times. Sad, like when you hear that, but like. John Borman, he, he he would be exactly as you said. He thinks we've nailed this movie by just making yeah. shit up on the spot. I, I, don't, I literally don't even know what to say. Like, because the thing, like, again, listen to the Oz Network, great podcast. I hear the hosts are really sexy and shit. Like, <laughs> again, we've, we've, I, I have gone on the record as probably five different movies we've covered and said, like, this is the worst movie we've ever covered. Like, like. How many of them have I said that about, you know? And again, I'm going to say this now. This is the worst movie I have ever seen. Like, but at least with those other movies, I feel like Dirty Dancing is where that started. Let's be honest. A a shit pile of a movie. But at least I can follow the plot. At least I can say stuff about it. Like, it's got Wayne Knight in it. Cool. Um, And then, like, the Emoji movie. God, how am I saying this? There's somewhat of a plot to the Emoji movie. You can understand what's going on. This. <laughs> we did. You know, what? That, you know, okay, not a bad movie, though. 2001, A Space Odyssey. But, like, I remember you saying to me, like, Ben, you're not going to understand this. You're dumb. Um, <laughs> I understood it for the most part. But, again, that's a movie I don't think you're not meant to understand, right? It's open for interpretation. There's a freaking yeah. baby in a bubble at the end of the movie. So interpret it how you want to interpret it. But, like, there is, like, this is just somebody has just gone and said to people, do things and stand there. I don't know why I'm getting so worked up, Ben. I knew what to expect from this movie. <laughs> but, like, I don't even enjoy watching this movie. It's just so stupid. Like, you know the bit when... <laughs> you know the bit when in Zardoz, that's a sentence we're never going to say after today, but <laughs> when they're aging old weird man, old Two-Face, and he's there at the table and he's like going like, hey, 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 <laughs> like the way he's moving around and... Oh, that, and like I think we mentioned it earlier on when that guy got sentenced to five years because he was going up to a woman going like, eh, eh. yeah, oh yeah, I forgot about that. What? He's 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 
He's not touching her. He's just in front of her. It almost looks like, oh, like monkey. It's like they play monkey in the middle or something like that. Ooh. And it's like, will he be punished for that? Severely. <laughs> which, which, let's be honest, that's how society is turning now. Like, you can't even... Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> I saw Survivor Island of the Idols. Um, <laughs> when, when he's in the nursing home and he's surrounded by the old people, did you see Roger Moore? I saw Roger Moore. I don't know about you. What? It's a bad joke because Roger Moore's old. Hello, Roger. I miss you, Roger. Rip, uh, Roger. Connery was way older at this point. <laughs> that was quite an insulting joke, Ben. Sorry, Roger. I, I apologize. <laughs> Madonna was in there. I don't know if you recognize that one. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. I, I, that's how I got my erection. Um, <laughs> but this erection scene, like, when it was happening, I'm thinking, like, no, this isn't what we're about to see, is it? Like, the, like you know, you got this whole situation, like... Do you, I'm sure in high school you were forced to watch one of those really awkward, cheesy sex ed videos. Like It was like a cartoon or something like that where it's like, this is Jimmy. Jimmy's feeling some changes. And then they basically... Fuzzy Bunny, you know, there's fur in places that hadn't been there before. <laughs> exactly. And there's generally an awkward scene where they show an erect penis. Um, like, that's what this kind of reminded me of. And, and this woman's just like... Yes, and we need to work out how this is going to... Like, what if they start showing these boobs, right? And the, the mud wrestling women. I appreciated those scenes. Best scenes of the movie. Um, why don't they start showing, like, a man rubbing, you know, stuff on his chest and two mud wrestling men? What if Sean Connery's yeah. gay? Like, he, I mean, you know... Hey, Two-Face has already been groping him. Maybe yeah. that's what got Connery's reaction. This is coming off the 60s. Free love and all, right? Like, you know... We, we have a lot of, you know same-sex kissing at the end of this movie, too. I wonder if whoever that woman is who's, like, rubbing her boobs, do you wonder if she's gone to, like, the premiere of this and goes, hey, they're my tits! Like, yeah. <laughs> is that some famous, you know, is that somebody got their big break? Like, is that Renee That's Russo? That's Fran Drescher. Oh, it's Fran that Drescher. That was Fran Drescher. <laughs> <laughs> Love how you went that route, I went the other route. But yeah. <laughs> it's 007, Ben. Speak up for Fran Drescher. Um, yeah, like... I really want to see the making of this movie, right? Because I, a, I want to see a bunch of stone people running around a set calling action. But I want to see, like, you know, the the, the seriousness or the intenseness of, you know, getting into character. Like, this John Borman, okay, guys, like, all right, Sean, like, you really need to get an erection in this scene. Just think about a man who has to get an erection. That's it. Like, I know it's attractive to look at these boobs rubbing themselves, but just not yet. The squiggly lines will turn you on. Just the intensity in your facial acting here. Just picture. Okay, John, I will picture myself getting an erection. Uh, How do you even direct? On the screen, please. How do you even? How do you even like direct that? Like, I can't watch Doctor No anymore now because it's like, (laughs) no, I'm just looking. Um, Or I think he got the point. Yeah, I you you're trying to get the point, Sean. <laughs> you do raise a very good point. Like, how straight faced was everybody on the set of this movie when they were making it? It's like, no, 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 no. More soap on the boobs, please. <laughs> Connor's like, you're going too far, Borman. <laughs> it's like, you know, again, let's bring up defending die another day. Like, I again, your criticism of I understand it. They play it too straight in parts. I can still enjoy that, but there are still elements of that movie where you know, 
um, Halle Berry clearly didn't get the message and isn't exactly playing it super yeah. straight half the time. You know, the character of Gustav Graves not really getting the message a lot of the time. But you can still at least see that Toby Stevens is probably having a blast on set while he's being super campy. You know, it's... Uh, this... I don't want to get angry Nobody's at this having film. fun in this movie. No one is having fun. Even the woman rubbing her boobs is awkwardly doing it. Like, it's yeah. just... It's the floating head. Like... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I want to do? Okay, can we just date this podcast slightly? I know we talked in our Thunderball um, commentary. That would have been a couple of weeks ago because we realised we're sort of releasing these not once a month, however we're releasing them. You're clearly listening to it. You know how we're releasing them. But in that Thunderball one, we talked about how we recorded that the day before Pierce Brosnan did his GoldenEye commentary. Now, mm. we I feel we need to do a whole separate episode on how amazing it was watching Grandpa Brosnan. Oh, fantastic. What's that beeping? <laughs> <laughs> but the... well, can I just... Uh, let's, let's take a bit of a sidebar here for a second. My favourite was... As it got closer to the end, the last half hour, how many times? Let's see if we have any more questions here. And then it's about a minute and a half of him flipping through pages like, nothing's catching my eye. (laughs) (laughs) This would be so much easier if these questions weren't so bad. But, like, there's that that moment where just legitimately he's sitting there inside. Like, there's a large portion of the commentary. He's he's sitting there awkwardly for about five minutes not saying anything. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Shirley Bassey. (laughs) Yeah. So from now on, I feel that every single episode, at some point, we need to randomly, awkwardly just mention Shirley Bassey. Shirley Bassey. <laughs> so at this point, can I just say, Shirley Bassey. It's a new segment. We're going to have a theme song for that and everything. <laughs> yes. It's, it's Awkwardly mention Shirley Bassey, and then we'll just have a clip of Pierce doing it to introduce it. Look at that. You've already heard it, right, people? <laughs> yes. Yes, that's how we're going to die another day clip. And this clip. Shirley Bassey. Shirley Bassey. Shirley Bassey. <laughs> what's oh, that, what's that ding sound? What's that beeping? <laughs> Every every episode from now on, we're just going to check in with Pierce. But Pierce, Pierce, what have you got to say right now? What was that ding sound? Oh, I don't know what that beeping is either, Pierce. Uh. <laughs> I'm not joking. Listening to that Pierce's commentary, like I don't want to downplay it. There were parts where it was hilariously awkward, but it was brilliant too like i've all week all i've been seeing all over the internet is this story from pierce bros and this story from pierce Brosnan. like a ton of great stuff came out of that but the moments where it was awkwardly you know boring <laughs> i'm like i wish we were doing a commentary on his commentary because that yeah. would be a brilliant episode <laughs> and there was i mean there was legitimately a couple of actually really good stories uh that he oh, was yeah, that he was telling stuff. that i'd never heard of and like at the start he was all into it and all that sort of stuff but yeah, I think he just got to a point where he's just like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. it's just, but like, as I said, like, I'm not here trying to bag it out either, like saying it was terrible. It was just, he's just the it type was, of person you wish you were there watching it with him because yeah. it's just, he just seriously seems like your cool grandpa who's just, you know, just brilliant. Um, <laughs> yes. Shirley Bassey. Yeah. Shirley Bassey. <laughs> anyway, Zardoz. Zardoz. All right, let's wrap this up. Um... Something is told here about how the Immortals, they were all one race at one point, but they left everybody else uh, so they could live in peace and be immortal. And all the people who weren't immortal just became hateful, which is why they kill everybody, I guess. Sean Connery is lynched inside of Kling Rap. <laughs> and they keep saying, 
He'll never get through. It's indestructible. And then he pokes his hand through cling wrap. <gasps> and there's gasps. Following this, Connery's on the run. Armies are forming. The Immortals have their armies. The Exterminators on the outside are forming their armies. They're still separated by an invisible wall. The Apathetics follow Connery to the wall. One woman... <laughs> this, this is a thing. One woman puts her finger on his face... Licks a bead of his sweat and becomes enlightened. <laughs> or has an orgasm. We don't know which. She then has somebody else lick a bead of Connery's sweat and they become enlightened. They then all start French kissing each other to share the enlightenment of Sean Connery's sweats. <laughs> Again, not acting. This, this is real. <laughs> That's what happened to me if I when I shared Sean Connery's sweat. Yeah. But this is a thing movie they even say we take life from you it is a bead of sweat that they have licked there are a million ways if you want to tell the story like this is gonna sound odd we said this you know, on this our bad is gonna movie. sound odd <laughs> yeah exactly no this what i'm about to say may very well sound odder than everything else in this movie there is a decent movie in this movie. <laughs> no, there is not. There are, there are ideas that you could tell John Borman had that you could have made into a decent movie with every single decision he made changed. <laughs> you want to make a movie about how there's all these different classes, the, the, the killers, the, the peaceful immortals, the ones that bring death, the ones that can't die, the ones who are just apathetic and have no life to them. And then you, when you bring all these together, they suddenly become regular people again. There's ideas in here that make sense, but not when you have people licking beads of sweat off Sean Connery's face. Yeah. I'm sorry, John. I don't see it. You're sorry, Colin. Usually I like to say there's a good movie in there. There's... I... <sighs> At the point where I saw the armies on the outside forming and the armies on the inside... And you realize these are polar opposite people. The ones on the outside, you know, are hateful because that one line where they said, you know, we left them and they became hateful. I'm like, I can kind of see where this movie's going. It never goes in that direction, you know, and things that are about to come up are going to get even weirder where you even more so question whether this was just a joke John Borman played on the world. Um, It was. And not a very funny joke. There, there's a line that actually backs that up coming near the, near uh, to the end. Can here. I just point out because I'm going to uh, forget to say this, but when they lick the sweat off his face and they start making out, and then Sean Connery eats a leaf. Yeah, well, they give him the leaf that came from earlier in the movie. They say, "You will need this at some point in your journey," and they give him a leaf to eat. What does it do to him? I, I don't know. And then it's nighttime; people are having sex. Well, I'll tell you what the leaf did. It made Connery want to dress in drag. <laughs> guess what comes? <laughs> he, he really liked is... Charles Gray's performance in Diamonds Are Forever, didn't he? <laughs> a man who is dressed almost identical to Bella Lugosi in Dracula <laughs> leads a bride covered in a veil over to a man and then says, Kiss the bride, takes the veil off, and it is mustache Sean Connery <laughs> underneath in a wedding dress. What is happening? And there's a church, or is it a, something with condoms on the roof? There's people wearing weird masks. Again, why people are fucking in the background. Like, what? Because they've all become lightened suddenly. Uh, and now they can sleep around. I don't know. Um, the, the, can I say the deadpan look on Connery's face when they remove yeah. the veil? Like, it's not even like a, 
I don't know. There's a guy in the background holding like a flare who's got this like, yes, look on his face. But like, just again, I want to see the outtakes. Like, Sean, all right, you are in a wedding dress. And when they reveal, keep saying, kiss the bride, kiss the bride. You have to be so like, you've been caught, but you're also like, you're really intensely looking at this man. Like, there's going back to the whole playing it straight. Like, what's the mm-hmm. costume department like? Saying on this film, Sean, I've got your wedding dress fitting for you. Like, come on now. Um, what? My, my chest hair is caught in the zipper again, bombing. <laughs> I would never wear lace. <laughs> this is, like, there are so many bizarre things in this movie, and I don't, I can understand what Borman was doing with some of these bizarre things, even can though you? it is so out there, it's not even funny. In some ways, yes. You know, the 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 thing of him coming out of the bubble, it's supposed to be like birth, I guess, you know? <laughs> I, I But the wedding dress, I don't understand the point of it. Why is Sean Connery... Sean Connery wears a wedding dress in a movie, people! And this movie is playing it so straight! That's probably one of his contractual demands. I will only do diamonds off forever. If one of those true movies I can do, I wear a wedding dress. I must wear a dress! <laughs> He's Lee Tamahori. He's, you know, he's. <laughs> that's where he got if his. Ursula Andress gets a bikini, I get a dress. <laughs> that Thunderball movie, I punch that woman who is actually a man dressed as a woman. Charles Gray, look what the cat's dragged in. Why don't I ever get to wear a dress? Uh, Sean Bond doesn't wear a dress. I want to wear a dress. <laughs> Everyone wears a dress but Sean. This isn't fair. <laughs> oh. Oh my god. <laughs> what has this come to? We're doing Zardoz, people. Um... Uh, following this, Sean Connery is in another room. You, I'm not joking, people. You turn away for 10 seconds. You're not going to know what happened. Because Sean Connery is in some type of knowledge montage where he's getting all the knowledge of these immortals. They explain that this is actually a spaceship. Why it had to be a spaceship, I don't know, because they clearly say this spaceship never left the planet. So why does it have to be a spaceship? Maybe it's a reference to Casino Royale 67. I don't know. <laughs> they show him a crystal. Zardoz with his pencil-drawn mustache or pen-drawn mustache is reborn. So now we know that these immortals, if they ever do die, they just get reborn. There's no way to actually kill them. Um, which is really going to become problematic when they all die at the end. Because does it accomplish anything? There's probably a line here that explains that. Well, this movie know. doesn't accomplish uh, anything, so... <laughs> I think Sean Connery becomes their new king or something because now everybody who is gathering armies to kill him earlier or worshipping him. Um, there's a couple lines in here about it is not permitted. You have penetrated me. <laughs> uh, Sean Connery has a really goofy slide down a crystal slide. <laughs> he runs around a place going, Tabernacle! Tabernacle! <laughs> uh, this is the ultimate power, I guess, some artificial intelligence in this world called the tabernacle they're in a weird fun house there's a whole bunch of weird faces this is one of those many sequences where it's just people going oh for about 20 minutes straight uh sean connery fires his gun (laughs) they say you found the floor that we were on we are now gone you are alone this the whole climax of armies forming and Connery with a gun in a funhouse eventually comes down to you have discovered the floor that we lived on. We will leave you now. Yes, like, this what? is my floor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I speak English. <laughs> Who is your floor? <laughs> Who is your floor? 
this this isn't an ending to a movie. They discovered a floor and then they just left. Sean Connery sees a reflection of himself in the mask, even though he's not wearing a mask. He shoots it. Obviously symbolic of he has killed the old exterminator. He uses the force crystal to turn back time as all these immortals have gone crazy and started destroying everything. The old man finally gets to die from the crystal. Zardoz is back and he explains, I was that face in the library. And this is a big revelation. Meanwhile, the whole audience, except for Ben, figured that out way earlier in the movie. I get it now. Wizard of Oz. Um, then they're doing a fountain session of zombie yoga. <laughs> this is the climax of the movie. Everybody's standing with their arms out like zombies doing some type of yoga. There's a woman in a fountain. They're all mortal suddenly. Connery has gifted them the gift of mortality. They say, now we can say yes to death. Sean Connery shoots the yoga instructor. <laughs> the exterminators all call, come in. Everybody's screaming, kill me too. I want to die. Kill me next. Let's kill each other, friend. So th- there's some guy named friend in this movie that Zardoz is with. And he says, yes, yes. They kill each other. And then Zardoz says, it was all a joke. That's the proof. <laughs> Borman played a joke on all of Hollywood and they bought it. The last line, it was, it was all a joke. Sean Connery is finally with Charlotte Rampling. She's pregnant, giving birth on a stone table. They're all sitting as a family. There is age progression shots of them all growing older. Their boy grows up to be Tarzan. They, I guess, die. The end. Zardoz. What? 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 Um... So next week on the podcast, <laughs> we will be covering... See, you've like said so many things that now I don't even realize we're in the film because it's like it was, it was it was the end part that I really zoned out of. Like there was that bit where he's in the library and he's like, "I read all of them." It's like you learned how to read. It's like, yes, it was quite easy. Yeah. I'm like, oh gee, I wish I knew how to do that. Um, C A T spells cat. <laughs> I want to see Sean Connery learning how to read. Like I, I'm watching. No, no joke. I spent my entire morning watching a thing it's called leapfrog it's like an educational series of videos that casper's obsessed with which basically every video just runs through the alphabet or run through you know uh how you put words together and to songs and everything and i've had leapfrog songs running through my head all day a b c d e f g and all these things uh, we can count faster if you go by twos all these songs i want sean connery to sing the hits of leapfrog a E I O U A E I O U. We did this last time, didn't we, with Sean Connery singing Britney Spears? So um, I don't. Uh, there's no point in me even uttering the sentence. I don't get this scene because it's the entire movie. But that's it. Him like sitting next to Charlotte Rampling, getting old and turning into skeletons, and like why all of a sudden is she giving birth and? The... And when did they become a thing? Like, Ugh. constantly in this movie, you know, she, he seems into her, she seems into him, then they hate each other. It's not like they developed a love story. The last I saw of them, she was trying to kill him, and there was no scene where suddenly she's like, I was wrong. The penis is good. Give it to me. Can I... Like, I will give her the penis now. I just, I just want to 
point out that apparently um, John Borman wanted to adapt Lord of the Rings and then oh, he yeah, did I've this movie. So I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan, but I think we dodged a bullet there. Um, <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you shall not pass the evil penis. Um, yeah. I Look, I, re- I legitimately don't know what to say about anything in the end of this. Like, I don't, I don't know like what to say because i i i am speechless i it takes a lot to make ben waterworth speechless but i i i can't even describe what i I, i'll read you the notes that i have written um nothing ball people run inside in some weird screen room things breaking people flying the voice of the turtle is heard in the land he's dead still moving flying rockhead wizard oz book amused used abused People with guns show up, shoot, let's kill each other, friend, kill some guy, back of neck, what? All dead. Yeah, he's he, that guy who's like, kill me. He like slices his neck from behind and he dies. All dead people are moaning, calling for Zed, pregnant boobs, old people, skeletons are what? That's what I've written. Um, All I have to say about that, Shirley Bassey. Shirley Bassey, yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like, what? Like, Petition and the Beast is going to be a masterpiece when we watch that in a couple of weeks. Uh, um, <sighs> let's get to our segments, Ben. Oh, that's uh, right. We have I segments. I forgot about this. Uh, <laughs> we have to do Hall of Fame here. Shall, but shall we play? I've let's... not heard it in a long time. Can I hear it? Hall of Fame. It's the hall, the hall with the classic scenes. Oh, thanks, Noah. Even when he's not here, he's here. Um, he, he's here in spirit. His the... penis is here in spirit. Oh, God. I just actually literally pictured Noah's penis. <laughs> Was it picture A or picture B from the, the slideshow earlier? You don't want to know. Um <laughs> And this image of Noah's rubbing soap on his pink. Why am I saying these words? What is wrong with me? Noah mud wrestling. <laughs> the penis. You know he'd be mud wrestling himself because he can't get a date. <laughs> um, oh, oh, my Lord. All right. Hall of Fame. I, I just want to say, we, we don't... We're going to do rankings or whatever, but on the Oz Network, we do a thing, buy it, rent it, bin it. I mean, this is a bin. Let's not, let's not kid anybody. But in a weird way, I actually want people to just go and flip through this movie to see that what we're telling you is true. This happened in a movie, and it is way weirder than we could ever describe. I think we um, would create a new category on the Oz Network. We would have buy it, rent it, bin it, Zardoz it. Where you don't even yes. know what on earth you are like, like legitimately, you would Zardoz a movie. Uh, well, we know this is the first entry in the Zardoz it category. <laughs> uh, Jamie, uh, I said I was describing this movie to her, and um... <laughs> how do you describe this movie to anyone? It was basically. Me reading my notes. Floating head. The gun is good. The penis is evil. Vomiting guns. Sean Connery bubble wrap. Sean Connery pulling a carriage. Sean Connery grabbing a boob. <laughs> Sean Connery staring at 
porn on a wall, um, <laughs> limp penises, <laughs> all that nonsense, which made her very intrigued because I guess she wants to see Sean Connery get dirty. Uh, she's going to be very disappointed when she sees this film. But uh, the funny thing is when when I showed her the, the part with him in the wedding dress, I'm like, Jamie, you have to see this. And she's like, yeah, so? I'm like, you're not at all taken aback by Sean Connery wearing a wedding dress. She goes, well, I haven't seen this movie. It's not very funny to me if I don't know the movie. I'm like, you need to see the movie to get the humor in Sean Connery wearing a wedding dress? What is wrong with you? So maybe maybe we can put Sean Connery wedding just – just for the pure visual of it, can we put Sean Connery in a wedding dress as a Hall of Fame moment? That people need – whether you watch this movie or not, they need to check that out. I, I, I say yes, and I also say alongside literally the scene of Sean Connery watching porn to try and get an erection. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> that, that has to be uh, – like, you can't even fathom that that is a sentence you would ever say, but that is that is got to be a scene. Yeah, we've got two Hall of Fame scenes already. <laughs> um, let's look at the notes here, see if I can decipher anything Anything from this. with a floating head. The floating, yeah, the intro with the floating head, because this movie starts with the line, a booming voice saying, the gun is good, the penis is evil. That has to be seen to be believed. So the floating head, gun is good, penis is evil, Sean Connery in a wedding dress, and Sean Connery watching porn oh, and getting no erection. The, the other one, too, which I feel we barely even touched on, was Sean Connery being a horse, um, pulling, pulling a guy in a car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, but no, I think we've got a good three oh. there. Go. Uh, what's our next segment, Ben? I think we need to hear the kiss, 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 bang, bang. segment that we can't actually do anything because I did not count any kisses, bangs, kills, or uh, how many Let's... bonds, James Bonds, did we have in this? We had zero. Okay, right. Yep. Good. Uh, no martinis, but uh, lots of green. Red. Yep, yep. Um, how many deaths? Like 18,000 at the end? Yeah, you're going to guess 18,000. Yep. Um, I, I, I was going to say like 1,800, but let's just say 18,000 just for the humor of it. Okay, and uh, how many sexes? Actually, there's at least, what, three sexes, wasn't there? Yeah, there's him raping a woman once. Yep. There's him funneling the boob and almost raping her a second time. Are we going to count that? Yeah. Oh, and also there was like... Four people having sex in the background when he was in the wedding dress or something like that. Does that count, or okay. could they not him? Uh, well, let's let's yeah. Fuck no, it, let's count gonna... it. It's Zardoz. No, we really got to count just the Bonds here, so we can see which Bond has the most sex <laughs> outside of the Bond series. So Connery raping a woman on the beach. Connery fondling a boob um, and trying to rape her, the catatonic woman. Yep. Uh, Connery. We know that he had sex with Charlotte Rampling at the end because she's giving birth. We're gonna yep. assume this is. Yep. Was there another one? There was another one where another psychic woman tried to rape him, I think. But let, let's count three officials. Okay, done. All right. Here we go. Um, shall we go to... Box office. And Peter Travers, he is a stupid idiot. But don't read his stuff. Travers, um, now look, I don't think Peter Travers was quite old enough to be ranking movies at this point, but I have found, can I just say, uh, I found Rotten Tomatoes have ranked uh, all of Sean Connery's movies. Now, I don't know how old Ooh. this is, 50, 51 movies on this list, uh, at least that I am seeing here. They rank this 35th. Now, movies that they reckon are worse than this, 
a movie called Cuba, First Night, um, Shalako, Wrong is Right, Family Business, Entrapment. What? Oh, come on. Rising Sun, Just Cause, Medicine Man, Five Days, One Summer, the, Le- the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I guess that's the movie that made him retire, right? Uh, a Good Man in Africa, Meteor, The Avengers. That's the TV the one. Again, we've yeah. been over this before. Highlander 2, The Quickening. Uh, and the worst movie, which I've never heard of this in my life, a 2013 movie, an animated movie called Sir Billy. Sean Connery was an animated movie? Apparently. The synopsis reads, A retired veterinarian meets the many unique inhabitants of a remote Scottish village. This apparently has Alan Cumming in it. So, And Sean Connery played a horse. Yeah. That's my guess. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, for those playing at home, the best movie on this list, uh, a 1965 movie called The Hill. Um, Goldfinger's number three. Dr. No's number five. From Russia With Love is number six. Uh, Hunt for Red October at number 10. Thunderball at number 14. I have also found a... There's an article here. Why Zardoz isn't the kitsch disaster you think it is. I don't think I would want to read that. I found on Den of Geek <laughs> the 13 strangest moments in Zardoz. Uh, oh, wow. Let's see if we missed any. Number one, the flying stone head. Number two, our first sight of Sean Connery as Zed. Number three, Connery the cart horse. Um, <laughs> in Zardoz's director's commentary. Oh, there's a director's commentary. Uh, oh, God. Borman mentions that Connery wasn't too keen on this sequence. <laughs> this is the only one. Um <laughs> no, of all scenes, that was his objection. Number four, look, a kestrel. Uh, number five, the deadly hey ya dance. That's the one where they're all around the table with their hands going. Oh up. yeah. Oh. Number six, the Sean Connery face squashing gambit. <laughs> number seven, the library. Number eight, attack of the turtles. Number nine, Sean Connery's delicious sweat. <laughs> Num- number ten, here comes the bride. 11, then things get really weird. Number 12, the crystal maze. And number 13, that's all, folks. So apparently one of the strangest moments in all of Zardoz isn't Sean Connery watching porn while people try to get him get an erection. Then it's absolutely in our Hall of Fame. That's our number one in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) I don't don't understand that. Um, That's Oh, hang on. Rankings. Rankings. Hang on. Yep, let's play that. Rankings, baby. This playing segment introductions. Again, I didn't think it would be to no time. And by this time, we're not watching No Time to Die until like 2027. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is coming in at last on our six yes. movies. Let's just the... be honest. We haven't seen half of the movies we're going to cover that are still to come. This is still last. <laughs> I, I cannot believe we're going to live in a world where Colin Hilding does not rank Beautician and the Beast last. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you, what's amazing is that at this point, there's a good chance the Cowboys and Aliens is going to be in the top half, which is, you know, pretty crazy if you've ever watched Cowboys and Aliens. Well, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that. I mean, I'm pretty sure that I know that uh, what your number one will be, uh, that it surely is going to be the November Man. 
Um, yeah, unless, unless Man from Hong Kong ends up incredible. Or the man who haunted himself could be the greatest yeah. movie we've ever seen. So, yeah, wow. Um, I feel I feel like I need to take this moment to just check in with Pierce. Pierce, how you doing? I don't want to have to do this ever again. Really. Cool. All right. <laughs> That's a, that's a fun new segment. Uh, I can't wait to hear this episode. <laughs> um, you haven't even... I just want to say, too, that you actually haven't listened to how I edited the Thunderball commentary. I realise, again, by the time people when you listen to this, it's old now. But you'll appreciate the efforts I went to adding a bit of Britney Spears at the beginning and the end of that episode. Oh, nice. So. Uh, well, I guess we don't have any other segments, so... <laughs> We're going to tease what's coming next. We we should say we're still up in the air. You know better than we do. If we're going to be doing two episodes a month, and I think, I don't know, we might you know sort of alternate between doing a Bond episode and then a Bond actor episode or whatever. But uh, what is the next thing we're going to cover in this miniseries of the films of Bond actors? Ben? Well, well, well. Um, I think we just do it in order of the Bonds, shouldn't we? So should we just not do yeah. Lazenby next? So let's do Man from Hong yeah. Kong. Yeah. So Which apparently I mean, I is good. No, no, yeah, I know we, nothing about. I've, I actually, I, I think I have heard of this movie because it does kind of sound familiar. But Noah, again, he's back to normal life uh, for him. Good for him. But uh, we have a bit of a chat last night in our Double Seven group, and I'm like, "What the fuck are we watching?" And then he didn't even know because again, we really keep our other co-hosts informed of what we're up to. And we told him that we're we're doing a you know finally doing a recap of each of the six Bond actors. Sorry, David Niven, you're not included. So that's why we're not doing seven. Um, although we have to add the Idris Elba one eventually. But anyway, uh, I said you know we're doing that, and he's like, oh, you better be doing the Man from Hong Kong for Lazenby. That's a really good film. So yeah, no one actually just knows decided. that. It was like we were sort of up in the air between that and Universal Soldier, which was like the first movie he made after Bond. Which would have been quite topical as well because the guy who um, really, I guess, manipulated Lazenby into quitting the Bond series died this past week. And he was one of the producers on Universal Soldier. And I don't know if you saw it, but Lazenby himself put up a post saying, kind of conflicted with this. You know, it's sad that he died, but this is the guy who basically, you know, manipulated me and ruined my career. But (laughs) I guess Universal Soldier turned out to be a pretty good movie. I love Uh, Lazenby that he's basically like, even in death, I'm going to be a dick to this guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But uh, no, I I think that Man from Hong Kong, we were sort of debating between, uh, I, I think I had said to you, like, Man from Hong Kong just sounds like too much fun, you know? It's an Australian uh, movie too, so... Well, an Australian-Hong Kong co-production. It's Australia, it's James Bond, it's martial arts, it's everything we want to see, and everything that is not floating heads and penises. Uh, but who knows? Maybe there'll be that in there too. Only no one knows. And and should we, uh, I guess now, because again, our post, uh, post and pre-production meetings clearly, I mean pre-production would be in this case ben uh go very well but um sh- shall we alternate maybe shall we split it up with yeah. a commentary yeah bugger it. next episode will be tomorrow never dies commentary there but, we go but um and, and unless I no think- time to die gets dropped on digital in the next yeah. couple of weeks i mean they might do it who knows yeah or or idris elba's already filmed his next bond and yes. that's just gonna come out digitally yes who knows but okay yeah tomorrow never dies next um yeah i don't know what else to say that's all right so <laughs> Lots of episodes coming your way for all Double Oz 7 fans out there. Uh, and make sure to, as, as always, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on iTunes, 
listen to us on your streaming platforms and not on Facebook. Little experiment we're trying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, possible. go to iTunes. Uh, sorry, Apple Podcasts. I keep getting told off. It's not called yep. iTunes anymore. Uh, Spotify, Stitcher, and like if you see the link on Facebook, don't just play it for two seconds because it kind of just like we like you listening to the intro. Which I have no idea what intro you've heard at the beginning of this or what closing you're going to hear at the end of this. Uh, holy crap, I've got to edit that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, just listen to us, all right? We shouldn't be, yeah. we shouldn't be sitting here going, please don't listen you to us. Listening. Just, just listen. <laughs> shouldn't be telling you to listen. What we will say is leave us a nice review. If you're listening, leave us a review and we will give you a shout out in the next episode. You know, we, we know that there are tons of people listening right now. We just want you to leave us a review. Uh, if you want, send us a screen cap of your review or something like that. And we'll give you a shout on the next episode. Send us a and facial expression of you watching Zardoz. Yes. Like, I, literally, I, I want to see a, your face watching this movie. Look, if we, I'm not joking. If we get enough people sending us pictures, like tweet us, instant messages to us, you know, whatever. If we get, I'm going to say... 10 people's expressions of what they look like watching Zardoz, I will send you personally an autographed picture of Ben Waterworth. Autographed by me. That is my gonna promise. Say, you're going to sign a picture of me? Yes. <laughs> Which picture of me? I'm scared. This is, this is all, you know, the Simpsons episode about it. It's a very rare photo of Sean Connery autographed by Roger Moore. Like <laughs> so you'll get a very oh, rare photo. Alternative ending to Star Wars. Chewbacca is Luke's father. Oh! <laughs> if we get ten people sharing with us a picture of their expression watching Zardoz, you will get a rare photo of Ben Waterworth autographed by Colin Hilding. You're welcome. And it's a picture that Colin chooses of Ben Waterworth. So yes. he's, I know he's got a personal collection of them stored somewhere. <laughs> it will be a nice surprise. Um, anyways, we will be back soon for James Bond and then alternate to the man from Hong Kong after that. My name is Colin and... What? <laughs> what? And my name is Ben and Shirley Bassey. Said. You have a name. My name is Zed. Bozardus, I am an exterminator. When he falls into the hands of the poor old renegades. <laughs> death. Bring, bring death to you all. Ever hear the expression, if looks could kill, well here they can. <coughs> There's no need to pretend innocence with me. <coughs> round and round like me and the bread. <coughs> The gun is good. The gun is good. The penis is evil. The penis shoots seeds and makes new life to poison the earth with the plague of man. Like other primates, the unselfconscious mind is capable of spontaneous and reflexive erection. Penis. Erection. Penis. Erection. Plague. <laughs> Tracer indicates that this image is not erotically stimulating to the world. We take life from you. Life flows out of you. Flows into us. All right, let's stop all the nonsense, shall we? You still there? Are you awake? Wake up.